Hi, I'm Janet Murray, and I'm the host of the Courageous CEO podcast. Now, before we get into the episodes, I think it's important to share the story behind this podcast series and why, as someone who doesn't have a corporate background and has only really managed to hold down a real job for a few short years of my working life, I created a podcast with CEO in the title. And while you don't need to be a CEO or even identify with that term to get value from the podcast, maybe like me, when I first started my business, you'd be hard pushed to even know what CEO stood for. It's chief executive officer, by the way, the big boss of a company. And if you're tempted to skip this episode, stick with me for just a few more moments and consider whether any of the following apply to you. You'd like to build a business that isn't 100% reliant on you delivering a service. You'd like to build a business that can run without you or at least has revenue streams that are not reliant on you being in front of your clients. You'd like to build a business you can scale or even sell at some point in the future. And if you answered yes to one or more of these points, what I share in this podcast series will be super relevant. So do stick with me. Now, the truth is, I'm probably the most unlikely person in the world to have a podcast with CEO in the title. I don't have a corporate background, and aside from a brief stint in telesales for an insurance company just after university, which I hated, I've never worked for a big company. After a brief career in secondary school teaching, I retrained in journalism, and I spent the next decade as a freelance journalist and editor, writing mainly for The Guardian. Something I'd probably still be doing now had I not accidentally fallen into the world of online business. So as a freelance journalist and copywriter, although I definitely wouldn't have called it this at the time, I did have a lead generation and sales strategy. So in other words, I had a tried and tested process for getting editors to commission me to write stories for their publications. But contrary to popular belief, journalism doesn't pay particularly well. And I was working on investigative stories for the likes of The Guardian that gave me huge credibility, but often took weeks or even months of research, leaving me feeling like I could have earned more working in McDonald's. However, that credibility I got did lead to offers of higher paying work and a day's media training or training the PR or comms department in a big company on how to get more press coverage. Well, that could generate four, five, even six times what I could earn for an investigative feature, and it took a fraction of the time to deliver. The trouble was, I couldn't reliably predict when those opportunities would come along, or whether I'd have the capacity to deliver them when they did. And that's how I ended up starting a blog and also an email newsletter. I was thinking that that might be a good way to attract and nurture prospective clients, and for them to find me rather than me having to go out and find them. But I discovered that it's not enough just to start a blog and hope people will find it. So I started learning more about things like SEO, search engine optimization, so I could get found more easily in search engines. And I also started learning about email marketing and strategic copywriting. So I knew what to write to get people to buy my stuff. And that was when I realized I didn't physically have to be in front of people to deliver my training. I could create and sell digital versions of my training and quite literally earn money while I was sleeping. But of course, it wasn't as simple as that either. To sell digital products online, one to many, I knew I had to work on building an online audience. And that's how I ended up launching my first podcast back in 2015, which ran consistently under different names until early 2023, for reasons I'll share in just a moment. 
And while it was no overnight success, I did achieve my dream of generating a six-figure income from digital product sales, from memberships, online courses, virtual events, ebooks, group mastermind style programs, you name it, I sold it. And I also published a book. I also launched a successful planner, quite by accident, but you'll hear more about that in this podcast series. I also got booked to speak about online business and I ended up speaking all over the world and also running large in-person events, which of course meant I had to build a team to support me. You can't do all of that on your own. But by the end of 2022, I was totally and utterly burnt out. I was also feeling really disillusioned with online business and the digital marketing industry in general, because I was seeing so many clients who were struggling and typically it was because they were trying to build a one-to-many business. So for example, creating and selling online courses or memberships before they were making consistent, predictable income from selling a service. So for example, coaching, consulting or training. And it meant they were actually making life much harder than it needed to be. And even those who seemed to have their basic business foundations in place, so they had a lead generation and sales process for their key products or services, they had systems and processes for their key business functions, for example, onboarding clients, just getting paid by people, they were increasingly getting distracted by all the hype around passive income and setting themselves completely unrealistic targets and feeling really bad about themselves, completely unnecessarily, in my opinion. To put this into context, a few key figures or stats for you. The average conversion rate for online sales is just 1-2%. to It cost me in excess of £10,000 a month to run my business, so that's to pay for my team and any tech automation I need. It's actually easier to get one client to pay you 2000 than to generate the same amount in digital product sales, unless you already have an established email list and audience all of which should give you a realistic idea of how long it can take to develop a sustainable recurring revenue from digital products, never mind replace the income from your core services, and also what time and resources you might need to invest to make this happen. And that aside, this business model isn't for everyone. I mean, not everybody is comfortable with the idea of having a business that costs you £10,000 a month just to operate. And remember, mine is a fairly modest, multi-six-figure business. If you want to get into the millions, then you're probably going to have to invest a heck of a lot more. And of course, there are alternative models. So for example, creating a recurring revenue stream from digital products to go alongside your core service, so your coaching, consulting or your training offer, or including a digital training as part of your offer for corporate companies who will typically pay you a lot more money. When I reflected on what was going on, I realised something really important. Many people were calling themselves business owners, but they actually had the mindset and the behaviour of a freelancer or a contractor. Now, don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong with freelancing. I did it for years and I absolutely loved it. But if you'd like to build a business that isn't 100% reliant on you delivering a service, if you'd like to build a business that can run without you or at least create revenue streams that are not reliant on you being in front of your clients all the time, And if you'd like to build a business, you can potentially scale, for example, by licensing your coaching or your training, or one perhaps you could sell in the future. Well, you're going to need strategy behind everything you do, rather than just showing up every week and wondering what projects are going to come your way. You need strategy behind everything you do, which means you need to think and behave like a bigger business and not like a freelancer or contractor. 
Now, like I say, I am one of the most uncorporate people you could ever meet, but I couldn't have built a multi-six-figure business selling digital and physical products without thinking like a CEO and caring about the sorts of things a CEO cares about. And we'll get into some of that in this podcast series. Nor would I have been able to build a 70,000 a year strategic copywriting and consultancy practice from scratch. And that was something that I was able to lean on in the early part of 2023 when burnout hit. And I just was desperate for a break from that digital product sales cycle. And that's the thing about digital products. You really can't set and forget like many of the gurus will tell you. You need to be generating leads all year round so you can keep selling those digital products. And you need to provide customer service and you need to pay for people to do that for you and for the automation to make that all happen. And that's really how the whole courageous CEO thing came about. So I know it can be annoying to get interrupted when you're listening to a podcast, but if you're enjoying this podcast and you don't want to miss out when a new episode lands, and I do plan to drop some bonus episodes ahead of the new season, please hit the follow button on your favourite podcast app. You can do it while you're listening now. Not only will this make sure you don't miss out on any new episodes, but it will also help get this podcast in front of more listeners. Thank you so much. And now back to the episode. I just realised that if I wanted to help business owners build a business that was both scalable and sellable, I had to change my own messaging and I had to change the language that I was using when I was talking about business. I chose Courageous CEO for a number of reasons. So first off, because it was already in my branding, I had the Courageous Content Planner and Podcast. So there was that brand recognition part of it. But also because I really feel that in a world where business owners are constantly bombarded with unrealistic messages about building a six or seven figure business overnight, about making millions from a £10 ebook, do the maths just to see how possible that is, at least in the short term, But I think it takes courage to step away from all of that. And it can also take courage to slow down so you can make sound decisions that are best for you and your business. And that's certainly something that I've done over the last six months or so. It also takes courage to build solid foundations in your business, including systems and processes. And resist the temptation to jump onto new platforms or onto new marketing strategies just because everybody else is. It also takes courage to start before you think you can execute something perfectly and have everything figured out. And also to make decisions that make commercial sense for your business, but may not fuel you as much creatively as a means to an end. Honest disclosure here, despite being a podcaster since 2015, I really struggled to find my groove with this new podcast, which is why I ended up taking a seven-month break instead of the seven or eight weeks that I'd originally planned because I'd reached the point where I was sick of how-to marketing podcasts and I was beginning to feel like they infantilised their audiences, leaving them unable to problem-solve, to be resourceful or to make decisions for themselves, all skills that are absolutely vital to build a successful and sustainable business. Yet, even my own podcast, I felt it was becoming part of the problem. Now, personally, I was finding myself much more inspired by in-depth interview podcasts And given my background in journalism and how doing in-depth profile interviews was my absolute favourite thing, I had this idea I wanted to focus solely on powerful personal interviews with courageous entrepreneurs. In fact, I actually recorded a number of interview episodes and you'll hear them at the end of this series. I've added them as bonus episodes. And while they're great interviews with courageous entrepreneurs and definitely worth listening to, which is why I've added them as bonus content, 
they didn't really make sense from a commercial point of view and specifically for driving leads and sales for my courageous CEO business strategy planner and my courageous CEO system, which you'll definitely hear more about in the series, which meant I'd have been publishing content that didn't really have any strategy behind it. And when you don't have a strategy, it's pretty tough to make sales. And by the way, it's absolutely fine to publish a podcast series or newsletters or YouTube videos for a creative hobby or project just because you want to. I'm 100% behind that. But if you're publishing a podcast or a newsletter or a blog or YouTube videos or any other type of content as part of your lead generation and sales strategy for your business, in other words, you need it to drive leads and sales for your business, it has to make commercial sense. Otherwise, you could potentially be wasting a lot of time and money. And we will get into this more in the podcast series. So I decided to follow advice I give clients all the time. Create content campaigns rather than committing yourself to publishing a podcast, newsletter, YouTube videos or whatever it might be forever. And again, we'll get more into this in this podcast series, but having the courage to plan and create content campaigns can set you free from overwhelm because it allows you to see what resonates with your audience and to use that data to inform your next content campaign which can make things feel so much easier and less overwhelming, which is why I decided to go ahead and just publish a series of episodes that I felt you would find useful and to add those bonus episodes because I know from experience that the feedback I get for both the solo episodes and also those bonus interviews at the end will guide me on where I need to go on my next content campaign, the next podcast series, or even if I actually need one. And the final thing I want to say about courageousness in business is about the importance of having courage to do things your way. So for example, after years of doing weekly, twice weekly podcasts, I just don't want the stress anymore of doing that. Because even if you're not actually personally doing the editing or the social media, the email promotion, it's almost impossible not to be involved in some way when you have episodes going out every week or twice a week or even four times a week, as has happened in the past in my case even if it's just checking artwork or copy. So against conventional marketing wisdom, which would suggest dripping the content out each week or certainly over a longer time period, is what you need to do to get people excited for the next episode. Well, I decided to create and publish a whole series in one go. And this is also important because something I've learned over the years is that conventional wisdom isn't always right. And doing it in this way actually has some significant advantages from a commercial point of view, which again, I'll get into later in the series. Also, I was chatting to a friend about this podcast recently and they said, are you not going to record your podcast on video and put it on YouTube too? And I said, I don't want to because yes, I can do video. I don't find it hard, but I don't really like doing it because as a neurodivergent person, it trains my energy in a way creating audio content doesn't. And ultimately, who cares if I'm missing out on a few additional listeners from YouTube? I'd rather double down on getting more audio listeners because that's easier for me. And I'm a big believer in choosing the easiest route wherever you can. So I said I was done with how-to content and I am. So while I will share lots of useful information on how to grow, scale and even sell your business in this podcast, I have to say up front, I certainly don't have all the right answers for you because you have all the right answers. But what I will do is share a lot of good questions you can ask yourself to 
find the right answer, the right solutions for you. Because I certainly didn't build the business I have by following blueprints, step-by-step guides from gurus, and nor should you, because it really won't get you very far and it won't help you build a sustainable business. If you scan the episode titles and think you know this stuff already and you're already generating consistent, predictable income in your business, including multiple revenue streams, and you think you have everything in place to scale and sell your business in the future, if that's what you want to do, then that is brilliant news. Please don't waste another second listening to this podcast series. But if you know you could be doing better in some or all of these areas, or you're just curious to find out what else you could be doing to be growing and scaling your business and for it all to feel a bit easier, then do stick with me. So that's my story. And in the first episode of the Courageous CEO podcast, we'll look at developing a CEO mindset and how it could transform your business. If you're finding the content in the Courageous CEO podcast useful, then make sure you join the waitlist for my 2024 Business Strategy Planner so you can grab the pre-order discount and bonuses, which are only available for a limited time. These tried and tested resources have helped my clients save time and make more money in their business. Like professional organiser Victoria Bantz, she generated £2,800 worth of new business using just one of the templates that you get with the planning system. Rowena Wilding, a marketing consultant who used the planning system and the resources to reduce her working week to three days without reducing her business income. And Zoe Willingham, a dog behaviourist who increased her business income, which was already at six figures, by 20% using the strategy and templates in my business strategy planning system. The Courageous CEO Business Strategy Planner includes a gorgeous A4 desk planner and there's a digital version too, a 60-minute audio training and a template and checklist to help you implement the systems and processes you need to grow your business. Order during the last week of August 2023 and you'll also get my thought leadership strategy training and a copy of my new book. That's over £150 in free bonuses alone. I will add a link to get your business strategy planner in the show notes of this podcast, but please make sure you don't leave it too late because those discounts and bonuses are only available during pre-order week, which ends on September 4th.